The Bowen family had always been witches, dating back to the Salem witch trials. However, when Jackson and Penelope had joined the carnival, they'd relied less on their magic and immersed themselves deeper in the real world. At least, the carny version of the real world. Like her mother, Pamela had developed an interest in the divine and was soon alongside her mother learning how to read people's futures. Divination had opened up a whole new side of magic that Pamela had never experienced before. She loved it and wanted to keep the tradition alive, especially since her parents were no longer with the carnival. Now, with the financial state of the world, Pamela was grateful she'd learned a skill at a young age. Two years ago, when she was 18, she'd secured a job with the Am-Am show, replacing her mother, and she had been bringing in lines almost as long as Penelope had. It was a different time now, so she didn't compare herself to her mother too much, but she still noticed the absence of people from not only her tent, but the whole show as well. People just didn't have money to spend on entertainment anymore. Jackson and Penelope were now in New York City, working at a restaurant that was still lucky enough to get a lot of business. Penelope was a waitress, and Jackson was a dishwasher. After 40 years in the carnival business, the idea of a steady paycheck with tips had been enough to lure them to the big city. From the letters and postcards Pamela received, her father wasn't taking it well, and like a lot of people, he had slipped into a deep depression himself. He used to be so happy at Am-Am, helping people have a good time. It killed Pamela that there was nothing she could do to restore her father's happiness. She couldn't even visit him. Pamela's brother, James, was no longer performing, but he'd managed to get a job with the Wilzinski show as a pitchman, working the streets during the carnival to get people to come. It wasn't the usual tightrope show he had been doing with Thompson and Thompson ten years earlier, but his wife was happy his job was no longer dangerous. The last postcard Pamela had received from James was stamped in Atlanta, and she had been delighted to read that she was going to be an aunt. Even though they were pulled apart from each other due to the circumstances, she was happy to know that they could still celebrate good news together. She wondered, though, how old her first niece or nephew would be before she could meet the child. Pamela followed the sidewalk around the lake and up through a group of trees that cast refreshing shadows on the ground. She was so wrapped up in the thought of her future niece or nephew that she didn't see anyone as she walked up, nearly crashing into the couple. I'm sorry. Oh! Pamela shrieked when she saw them. The man clutched his throat, choking. His white dress shirt was wet all down the front, and the veins on his arms were bulging. The woman standing next to him was holding her hand out and smiling. Her bright green hair was tucked up in a bun under her hat, but Pamela could still see it. When the woman noticed Pamela, she dropped her hand, and the man collapsed on the ground, spitting out water and coughing. Is everything okay? I can get a medic. Pamela turned to head back toward the crowd of people by the lake. She remembered seeing an ambulance parked nearby. The woman held up her hand and asked, You're the woman from Pamela's prophecies, aren't you? Narrowing her eyes, Pamela said, Yes, who are you? It wasn't uncommon for her to be recognized on the second or third day in a city, but the show hadn't opened yet, and Pamela was out of costume. Before the woman could respond, the man stood and said, the deal's off! He took off running down the sidewalk, around the lake, and lost himself in the crowd. The woman crossed her arms and looked Pamela up and down. You just lost me a client. Oh, I I'm sorry, it just looked like... It looked like he was paying his dues, the woman cut in. 
I've been coaching that man for over a year now. Coaching him how? The woman rolled her eyes. His investments. Where to put them and when to pull out. But how would you know? Despite her ability to see things in the future, even she couldn't predict the financial crisis. You ask a lot of questions. The woman changed her tone and extended her hand. I never properly introduced myself. I'm Toxana.